Welcome to the night. It is the 2023 OHL Priority Selection. My name is Mike Stubbs, along with Jim Van Horn and our producer, John Lee. Want to say hi to Dallas Leg tuning in. He, of course, is Denver Barkey's uncle, and he just sent us a note saying it was amazing when Denver Barkey got drafted. It was the draft that had the video audio Zoom draft. It was in the heart of the pandemic, but as Dallas <laughs> says, the entire family was so thrilled that he became a London Knight. And Jim Van Horn, how about his night last night? It wasn't too long that we were talking with Denver Barkey from his cottage on that Saturday. And and then last night, two massive goals in a 4 nothing win as the London Knights will now meet the Sarnia Sting in the OHL Western Conference Final. Well, and it, just a credit to uh, to that young man. And, and I can recall that the moment he was drafted, it kind of showed uh, we've done a lot of research, but not necessarily on everybody's list. And it just goes to show you everyone's list will be different after the first probably six, eight, ten picks, and then a very broad range of opinions. And uh, the Knights, uh, I still want to get inside that great story of being able to scout and draft as well as they did that year without games being played. Like, it's incredible when you think about it. It was, uh, and Denver Barkey has just improved every minute since that moment. And look at what he delivered uh, and is delivering in the playoffs. And uh, part of this is, the assessments and the uh, the scouts who really should take a bow tonight because they have done so much of the work. But to see a Denver Barkey is one thing, to look at the sc- set of skills that he has and then to bring him into the program and have the coaches work with him every day and to put him in places to succeed. This has just been a great model, and this young guy is going to be an NHL draft pick too, so he'll have to, he'll have to go through this again, um, and he's got a, a great future ahead of him. And um, Knights fans are going to really enjoy seeing Denver Barkey uh, the next couple of years. And um, and this is the night that all the who's the next Denver Barkey uh, coming along. So this is why it's so exciting to hockey fans. Well, it is that kind of a nail biting night for some because there will be players who are wondering if they're going to hear their name tonight. They'll spend all night in front of the screen, and then it might actually go into tomorrow. If you talk to any executive, they'll tell you when it comes to a draft, just try to convince yourself it won't happen. And then you don't have to worry about, oh, that wasn't my name, that wasn't my name, because there are so many ways to make your path outside of the OHL priority selection. And it's certainly something that we pay close attention to because it does make the foundation of the Ontario Hockey League. And it's something that has grown in scope over the years. But at the same time, there are still a lot of paths that you can take. And we're still dealing with very, very young hockey players. And, Jim, that's part of it, too. Some of the things that these players have to deal with, have to go through, they are such great moments in life and it provides such great education for them some of the interviews that they will do with teams or having to go through these high pressure situations even if you never play a game in the Ontario Hockey League that's still there that experience is still there you'll take that into the future with you oh yeah 100 percent and the OHL has done a great job uh in uh developing the entire person it starts with uh 
better mental health programs, uh, the care. You and I see the inside of just the care that is afforded the, the players from the standpoint of education, education packages, the uh, mental health programs that are now uh, coming along, um, then uh, post-hockey opportunities. Uh, and, you know, you really are, uh, you know, getting an entire development program for yourself when you come into the OHL. And uh, I, you know, I that's why it's uh, sought after, as you said uh, earlier in our show, for uh, hockey players around the world want to come here. And it's uh, it's a real real privilege, and um, a lot of dreams will come true tonight. But like you said, uh, uh, Jacob Julian up to Connor Federkow over to Max McHugh. You get the whole uh, from one of the goals last night. You get the whole entire spectrum. You get a uh, a guy who was overlooked starting the play and is now on the NHL Central list, up to a, a third round pick, over to a second round pick. Uh, and and you get a goal. So all of this uh, all of this joins together, and there is no uh, no one has the same path to a goal. And uh, it's just all uh, whatever individual uh, you want to whatever you want to make of yourself. Uh, hockey is one of the great meritocracies, right? You it doesn't care where you come from. It's just a matter of can you play and. Um, the, this league will take anybody who can play. So it's uh, it is an exciting night in one way, but don't think that it's the end of anything. If you're just joining us, we've been talking about the area talent on the London Junior Knights or the Elgin Middlesex Canucks or certainly Jack Nesbitt who plays in Lambton. That's a big component of the night. For the London Knights, Jim, this is a club that is in the final four in the OHL this year, but this is not a team that needs a whole lot of holes filled going into 2023-2024. One of the most remarkable things is that if Ethan McKinnon were to come back as an overage defenseman, all of a sudden the only player who you'd look at moving on somewhere else would be Logan Mayhew, who is expected to be in the American Hockey League next year, if not with the Montreal Canadiens. Those are his next destinations. And Connor Federkow could come back as an overage player as a four forward now but on defense Isaiah George Jackson Edward Alec Leonard Oliver Bonk Sam Dickinson there's a top six and it's a great top six already well that's for sure and uh, that's why uh, in our interview we did this week with Rob Simpson you are always monitoring your depth chart and the the one uh, absolutely truism is uh, you, you know you're you're thinking two years maybe three down the road because like you say Next year, the Knights won't be drafting a defenseman who is expected to step in and play. But then, all of a sudden, the following year, you may get an exodus of Sam Dickinson, uh, Jackson Edward, and Isaiah George all at once. And that's, that's when you see a lot of minutes to be replaced. Well, we have ourselves the OHL priority selection of 2023, and it is now officially, officially Underway Yesterday, the Erie Otters announced that Matthew Schaefer would be going first overall. That pick has just been made. Matthew Schaefer is now officially an Erie Otter. He was introduced yesterday. He's a defenseman that, Jim, you described as someone who, when he walks into a room, he says, follow me. And that's exactly the direction everybody feels like they need to go. He's handled all of this so graciously. 
uh, said all the right things. Uh, what a family success story. He's had his uh, mom and dad up there and his brother. He's called his brother his favorite hockey player uh, of all time. And he uh, uh, he's going to wear number 48 in his honor and in Erie and uh, saying all the right things. Great uh, young man by all accounts. And Matthew Schaefer is uh, certainly um, the Erie Otters are happy that he landed there. Um, I described him on the ice. He, he's kind of uh, a, a U16 version of a, of a, of a Scott Niedermeyer uh, with his skating. And if you saw that game-winning goal, the gold medal, golden goal, how many guys before they get to the OHL can say they've scored a championship golden goal, and he can, but it was uh, uh, a streak of lightning up the middle of the ice in a three-on-three situation. Um Hopkins won, who we'll be hearing the name Hopkins very soon, but uh, it was uh, Brady Martin who uh, was on the ice with Schaefer and Hopkins, and uh, a little bit of a give-and-go, Schaefer gave it to Martin and then took off, and it was so impressive, and then Martin uh, fed it back to him uh, right near the goal, and he put it in through the legs on a kind of a tip-in that he was falling on, but uh, it was an exciting play. Uh, by uh, so he's already got a great moment, a gold medal moment at the Canada Winter Games, uh, Matthew Schaefer. So the OHL, uh, he'll be happy to have this young man in the fold, and he'll be uh, he'll be fun to watch over the next couple of years. So Erie had the number one pick. The rest of the top five unfolds this way, and we're waiting for Niagara to make their first pick. And there is. Some thought that it could be Londoner Ryan Robrook going number two overall. Sault Ste. Marie has the third pick, followed by Kingston. They were the four teams that didn't make the playoffs, the four teams in this year's OHL draft lottery. And then we mentioned those compensatory picks. The Niagara Ice Dogs will select again at five. So, Jim, the Niagara Ice Dogs, who had a difficult season this year, a season of transition, there were a lot of moves, there was new ownership, a new coaching staff, and then another new coach came in after that season began. They will have two of the top five first picks. If you want to remake your team, if you want to set it on a direction, not bad. If you can get guys picked that high, if you can hit on those players. Absolutely. And um, now Niagara, um, well, they had an interesting year. And they are um, certainly, uh, I think, they're probably going to take uh, Robrook right here. um, And uh, that will turn their fortunes around, I suspect, because he is he is very good. He really is. And then uh, that fifth pick, one of the things with compensation picks is you don't get another crack at it. So uh, that fifth pick had better – you better make sure they are going to report Kitchener's in that same situation at 10 and 11. And um, the Rangers have designs on uh, – they've already made it fairly public. They want to host the Memorial Cup the next time it comes to Ontario. It's going to be in Saginaw. Uh, of course, uh, next year, and it's going to be uh, who knows where, but Kitchener wants to make a bid for that Memorial Cup. So 2027 sounds like a long way away, but um, the players they select at 10 and 11 will be the core, will be 19 when that uh, Memorial Cup happens in 2027. The second pick has just been made in the 2023 OHL Priority Selection. Jim Van Horn, it is from the London Junior Knights, center Ryan Robrook. He is now a member of the Niagara Ice Dogs. 
Wow, and what a uh, career he's had already. Uh, second straight year at the U16 level. He dominated as a 15-year-old against older players. Had another great year, 50 goals. Uh, and um, he just, you know, he skates well, he shoots. You're just in awe of the physical package. And uh, this guy is going to be, who knows how big he's going to be, Mike, because uh, you look at his brother who plays for Oshawa, he's 6'7". Um, he's, uh, his, his dad is very tall. His mom's very tall and look at his brother now, six foot seven. Um, so two years in, in the U 16 dominant in both years, fast and skilled. And, uh, he is going to be a number one center, uh, shoots like a pro already kind of, uh, uh, the ultimate, uh, kind of power forward, number one center and lots of experience. Of course he was on that. He too had a good, uh, uh, performance at the Canada Winter Games. He as well was on that team Ontario uh, that won the gold medal, and he performed really well out there um, in Prince Edward Island. So congratulations to the entire uh, Robrook family, uh, and uh, because it is a family, certainly a family um, uh, accomplishment to be drafted number two. Um, I just think he's he's going to be outstanding. Big scorer, uh, confident in, in himself, and uh, here he, here we go. He's on to the OHL finally. Jim, now we move to Sault Ste. Marie at the number three pick. Any thoughts as to what Sault Ste. Marie might, might want to do? Uh, yes, I do, and I think it's. I think this will be another Alliance player right here, and I think Brady Martin will go to the Sioux. Uh, that's been, uh, you know, uh, Brady Martin is quite a story. Um, grew up, his family has a farm just outside Elmira. And uh, from what I, what I understand, hockey doesn't get him out of the chores. <laughs> he, he has to uh, get up there at 6 a.m. and uh, do, the, uh, do the work. Uh, and he has that agricultural uh, work ethic. Um, and uh, so that's how he plays, too. I mean, this guy digs and digs and digs. And almost single-handedly, and uh, you were talking about the uh, say teams out of the Alliance going up against the GTHL. He almost single-handedly uh, engineered a, a win over the Marlies. And when you can beat the Marlies, uh, you are doing something. And that's what happened at the OHL Cup. And it really was Brady Martin that was largely uh, responsible. Work ethic, uh, toughness, face-offs. You heard Dave talk about his uh, kind of ability, his, his away-from-the-puck game. Uh, Dave Coulson uh, expressed that so beautifully. Um, kind of a, a Shane Wright with a bit more of an edge almost, you know. He's just a pure hockey player. Also has played two years at the under-16 level, and I see that he just uh, he just was selected by the uh, Sioux Greyhounds. So heading nice up call north. then. Yep. Brady, uh, that was kind of, uh, you know, they, they wanted him. And uh, I, I believe the question, uh, you know, did come down to whether he wanted to, you know, he's, he's got a really tight family and, you know, all these young men have decisions to make of, you know, where, you know, how they're placing their hockey career. Now they're going to move far away from home. But obviously that they have to, everybody has to balance that because these are young people and uh, it's, it's legit. Um you know, any parent can relate to this. Do you want to see your young uh, 16-year-old move move away? But there are great benefits, and uh, many have done it. And the Sioux 
will take good care of Brady Martin, I'm sure, and uh, he will also take care of them. This guy is going to be their leader. I think one day a captain, uh, kind of a already sort of a again a, a legendary career in in Waterloo with the Wolves, and again at the international level, he set up that Matthew Schaefer goal. So we got the goal scorer. The teammate, Ryan Robrook, and the guy who set him up, Brady Martin. So Team Ontario, they made some good choices because the uh, top three, two, uh, three of the top three players on that team have been selected top three in the OHL draft. We are covering the 2023 OHL Priority Selection. Mike Stubbs and Jim Van Horn with you. And recapping those first three picks, the one that was announced yesterday, the Erie Otters take right defenseman Matthew Schaefer from the Halton Hurricanes, known for his overall skill, his leadership. Ryan Robrook, London's own junior night, goes number two to Niagara. Brady Martin goes number three to Sault Ste. Marie out of the Waterloo Wolves, the Alliance champions this year. And now the number four pick, the Kingston Frontenacs, who put in a bid to try to host the 2024 Memorial Cup. It was unsuccessful. They'd love to try and get to that one in 2027, I'm sure. Jim, they have just selected center Tyler Hopkins, a teammate of Matthew Schaefer's from the Halton Hurricanes. Yeah, and a teammate on Team Ontario. So we've got, the, again, we've got the guy who won the faceoff to get the golden goal. It was Hopkins uh, winning the faceoff deep in his own zone uh, who gave it to uh, uh, Schaefer, Schaefer to Martin, and then Martin back to Schaefer. So all three guys on the ice for the golden goal have been drafted through four picks. <laughs> That's pretty good, isn't it? Uh, That's I would great. say. <laughs> uh, so he's got a gold medal at the uh, Canada Winter Games. Size. Speed, uh, compete, IQ, everything you want in a number one center. Um, he kind of, uh, the guy that uh, we just saw this series, he kind of reminds me of a, a Luca Pinelli kind of player, leader, Logan Couture, if you want to go back. See, saw him and sort of play junior B as a U16 player, but Couture and uh, Pinelli, you kind of put them together. You got uh, Tyler Hopkins, big left shot center, um, six. Just a tad above six feet now. Going to all most of these guys have to put on some weight, and uh, he's just going to be a great player for Kingston. They made a good choice. Now we move to number five, and already this is starting to pick up some speed. This is what happens yep. with the OHL priority selection. Jim, the Niagara Ice Dogs have made their second pick in the top five. Ethan Zada, who is a yep. center who comes from the Mississauga Rebels program, first player chosen out of the GTHL. Well, and this is a strategic uh, pick somewhat. Now, um, you're going to hear a lot about lists at this point because uh, you didn't see too many lists where Ethan Zada was uh, a fifth-ranked player. But it, it's, it, sometimes you saw a list, he's in the late 20s. I don't know about that. I mean, everybody's going to have a different list, and... The one thing you can't, the best ability for Niagara at this point is availability. Um, they're not going to get another crack at two in the top five because this is the compensation pick. So if best player doesn't report, they don't get the player. They don't get anybody and they get no more compensation. He is a good player. Uh, you saw, you really saw him shoot up uh, some, lit, you know, near the end. Uh, this is a low risk. He's going to report. Connor Williams of Recruit Scouting had him at 15. So it's not really that much of a reach. And let's remember this, that everybody on the, uh, selected tonight 
has got a long way to go to get to uh, really a dominant player in the OHL. So it's really the work, uh, work ethic, attitude, and uh, you know development that's going to get you there. And so everybody has to do that. I, I think Zada's really good. Uh, compete level. Uh, you know, you hear the, the phrase, it's probably too often, but 200-foot center, penalty killer, uh, very unselfish. And uh, look, there's something to be said for a player who uh, gets into this process and says, I don't care. I want to go. I just want to play. I want to go. And those players tend to have the attitude that make the, that in the long run, make them better. Uh, so I, I think this is a, a Niagara's doing what they have to do. Um, and uh, it's a good pick. Ethan Zada, a center ice when you can't go wrong there. On the clock, the Oshawa generals, Jim, any feeling as to where they may go at number six? Well, there's a guy that's available named Griffin, Owen Griffin, who would uh, probably be a, you know, uh, the most talented player on the board right now. Uh, he's with York Simcoe, um, but he's very similar to a player they drafted last year in Beckett Seneca. Now, he's a great player. He's going to be a great player, but it all depends on how you want to build your team. Um, I probably uh, think Griffin is the call. Uh, he is... Um, my winner of the uh, Mitch Marner play-alike contest, if you want to. Everybody wants to be like Mitch Marner nowadays, um, and I think uh, that that's who the pick will be as Oshawa is selecting now. I believe it'll be Griffin, but you don't you don't know 100%. Um, see if they go uh, defenseman or if they go uh, winger, but Griffin is a smallish type forward, but I can tell you this. I don't think I've heard anybody believe that the um, – the size will affect uh, Owen Griffin from uh, from New York Simcoe. And yes, indeed, uh, Owen Griffin is the selection. I mean, 144 pounds. Um, so all of these guys, most of them have to get bigger, stronger, but uh, electric skill uh, on this young man, uh, Owen Griffin. Um, played as well two years in the U16. So he played as a 15-year-old last year against older players from with Markham and then moved to York Simcoe uh, this year. But uh, right shot center, very skilled, shifty, feet always moving, generates uh, plays much in the same manner as uh, uh, Mitch used to, uh, produces points. So you don't have to worry about this guy's size. He competes really hard. Well, Owen Griffin goes to... Oshawa, so we've seen a defenseman selected first overall, five centers. There will be wondering about goaltending. We haven't seen a goaltender selected. It's sometimes a move that OHL teams will make. In the NHL, you very rarely see a goaltender go, let's say, between two and seven. If there's one to take at number one overall, well, we've seen that before, but Will we see a goaltender selected sometime soon? The goaltender who could be the first goalie off the board, Jim, actually has a London Knight connection because Frank Ivankovic, who played for the London Knights, he was Frank Ivankovic then. I believe he's now Frank Ivankovic. And <laughs> he has a son named Jack Ivankovic, and he could be the highest goaltender taken. So we'll keep his name in mind. Yeah, Ben Godro was the, was the last goalie to uh, go, and I think, Ben went in this exact spot, number seven. Uh, Mississauga had an interesting year. They brought in a lot of uh, young players from other teams, uh, and they were high picks. The Porter Martone, who's now playing at the U18s, 
uh, and some others as well. So they rebuilt kind of on the fly and actually didn't have a bad year. So we'll see what they do. And uh, they, they, they have indeed. Mike, you, you had the call. Jack, Ivan Kovic is the pick. Uh, this surprises me, though. Uh, they went on, um, They invested a lot. The, the top goalie last year was Leanders, and he played quite a bit as a 16-year-old from Mississauga. So this is a bit of a, a mystery to me, but they must have a plan. Um, because they take, uh, they've, got a, they've assembled a lot of young players that are uh, forwards, uh, but I guess they want to, I mean, they just couldn't resist this guy. He is special uh, by all accounts. Uh, you know, you, you, you just, he played again for Team Ontario uh, and was a big part of the gold medal game. Um, and uh, he, Frank of uh, Ivan Kovic was, I remember, quite tall. He was, what, Mike, 6'3 or something? Oh, um, yeah. He, he, he went by the nickname Giraffe. <laughs> well, so you can't, you can't has, be called Giraffe and not be a tall guy. Exactly. Well, Jack has not quite hit the growth spurt yet. They, they say he's a 5'10 and a half. Um, so he may yet uh, grow into that bigger goalie that everybody loves, and, and, and when I say that, I mean tall, but there's no question of his competitiveness and his uh, skill. Um, this guy keeps you in games. Uh, he's confident, technical, competitive, everything you want in a goalie. Um, you know, he's, he's delivering that in, in big ways. So maybe Mississauga just think, you know, on their list, he's just the best player available. Uh, and they'll figure out what to do with Leanders uh, uh, later. But, uh, I, I, you know, they, they obviously know their team better than I do, but uh, it is a bit of a mystery to me um, how crowded that crease will be, and you are investing a big draft pick here at number seven in a position that you felt maybe you solidified a year ago. We are talking about the 2023 OHL priority selection because it is unfolding right before our eyes. Lots of London Knights picks to come. There will be four of them in the first three rounds. Area players, we've had one selected in Ryan Robrook at number two to Niagara. And now the Brantford Bulldogs on the clock, Jim. Hamilton moving from Hamilton to Brantford for Perhaps three years, perhaps forever. They've really embraced the Bulldogs so far. And, Jim, they have gone back to the well of centers. Jake O'Brien, who has some height, will have to fill out, but comes from the OHL Cup champion, Toronto Junior Canadians. He is the newest Brantford Bulldog. Jake O'Brien, yes, the uh, MVP of the tournament, the OHL Cup, captain of the Junior Canadians, or JRC as they're called, uh, the word that uh, describes cerebral, uh, very high IQ, really smart, uh, kind of moves in and out, kind of ghosts around the ice, moves in and out. You know what he reminds me of? Luke Evangelista. Uh, really? Uh, yeah, in the sense of just that IQ, playmaker, um, you know, kind of uh, can play wing, can change spots. He's, um, you know, he's, it, Luke was pretty close to that weight. Uh, I think when they drafted him, maybe he was a little, little more. But I mean, he's not even 150 pounds, so he's going to fill out. But at 5'11", he's got a little bit of the uh, the frame. He kind of is that uh, gets those greasy goals, you know, and 
He just he overwhelms you with um, not the measurable skills. He was a point of game at the U16 level, but he's cerebral, uh, impacts winning, does whatever it takes to win, but beats you with his head. Uh, and he probably will be captain uh, someday. Jake O'Brien. Jake O'Brien goes to the Bradford Bulldogs, and very quickly the Sudbury Wolves have selected another center. So in nine picks, we have seen seven centers taken. Caden Taylor from the Mississauga Senators, who Jim does have excellent size. Yeah, he really does, and he's a guy who, you know, and you do see this a lot, Mike, with – uh, the players that are so good, they do often play center in the minor hockey ranks. But then you get to the OHL level, and I do believe this is the guy. Uh, this is one player, Caden Taylor, who's going to end up on the wing. Uh, I believe he is a pure, pure sniper. And uh, if he gets a center that can deliver the puck to him, uh, he's got a shot that uh, is very developed for this age. Uh, and he's got the size, and he is going to be a scorer. And so I think he's a guy that, yeah, he's going to move to wing, and uh, I think anyway, and I think he's going to be a big scorer in the OHL, um, big, strong, confident, um, and uh, he kind of, uh, you know, he, he gets into those positions, and his release and his shot are really advanced right now. Uh, so... I think that's what Sudbury's looking at. And oftentimes, once you get to the higher levels, coaches will find different roles for you. And at 6'2", and with that kind of shot, I think he's he's going to be uh, a good scoring winger in this league. Caden Taylor goes to the Sudbury Wolves. So seven centers, the two exceptions, the first overall pick to the Erie Otters, Matthew Schaefer and Jack Ivankovic, who actually has a London Knights connection because he is the son of a former London Knight who was part of the 360-3 team in 1995-96. Frank Ivankovic, who now is working for Molson, I believe. And he's a guy who... And we've seen this before, Jim. If you want to see Jack Ivankovic's dad, look for the Kawhi Leonard shot in Game 7 against the Philadelphia 76ers. And if you're to picture it as a clock, I think it would be, depending on the angle of the picture you're looking at, at about 11 o'clock, you will see this guy who is about 6'3", 6'4", and he's kind of got his hands on his knees. That's Frank Ivan Kovic, he was that close to Kawhi Leonard when he made that shot. So we'll have to talk with Frank in a rink at some point because he just sounds like he's lived the life since finishing up in the OHL. The Kitchener Rangers have back-to-back picks at 10 and 11 because Michael Haig did not report. So they have two picks in a row. Cameron Reed, Jim, a defenseman, left defenseman out of Bishop Kearney Selects is the Kitchener Rangers' first first round pick yep they start uh building on the on the back end and this is uh, uh an interesting part of this draft uh, uh about the american uh, uh sort of reporting but cameron reed is not an american but he went down to rochester to play for bishop kearney cameron reed is from aylmer ontario and uh so a lot of uh, canadian players and there are uh, many available tonight in the draft there are a lot of uh, Canadians who did go down to prep schools and such, and Cameron Reed is one of them. Uh, overall, defense, he led that Bishop Kearney team, and they came in and, and beat 
uh, junior Canadians in the final in the uh, Wendy Dufton tournament. They made their uh, they made their statement early, and Reed is one of their best uh, players, uh, all round defenseman. Uh, Kitchener will certainly be able to use him. He, he he probably will be able to play right away. He is that uh, kind of a mature game, uh, very smart out there. Obviously, physical skills. And uh, Cameron Reed is uh, going to sort of headline that Kitchener rebuild there as they uh, try and get that Memorial Cup for 2027. Well, he is the first of two picks back-to-back by the Kitchener Rangers. And like Jim says, that local connection from Elmer, I think if we want to even turn it into a microscope, he's from Copenhagen, which is a, a very tiny spot. Not Copenhagen in Denmark, so boy, does he sound traveled. Playing in the United States from Copenhagen slash Elmer. So that, that is the first Kitchener Ranger pick. The second is Luca Romano, Jim, who is a center, and he comes from the Ger- Toronto Junior Canadians and was a guy who was very noticeable in the OHL Cup final. Yeah, he's very good. Right shot, uh, center, can also move around to the wing. Another sort of uh, Luke Evangelista type where, where you, uh, he kind of just has this ability uh, to show up when needed at the right moment, at the right time. Uh, his feet are always moving, and uh, he's a very smart player. Again, he's going to need to fill out a little bit, but the Rangers have some building blocks there in Cameron Reed and Luca Romano. And, you know, you talk about that final of the Wendy Dufton tournament, and they were, uh, they'll have stories to tell because they've, faced each other before and now they're teammates but Romano was a big part of that OHL Cup champion team uh, junior Canadians and uh, now they're teammates with uh, the uh, Kitchener Rangers wow they that, those are two good building blocks for the Rangers uh, to uh, try and build a team towards that uh, 2027 Memorial Cup bid now we get to number 12. We're getting very close to the London Knights' first pick. Remember, the Knights are picking at 18. They will be one selection after the Sarnia Sting. But at number 12, the Owen Sound Attack have selected right winger Nico Addy. And you talk about gargantuan 15- and 16-year-olds. He's still 15. He'll turn 16 in August. He's from the Toronto Junior Canadiens. Jim, he's almost 6'5 right now, almost 6'5", and 204 pounds at 15, turning 16. Yeah, he is, uh, you know, he's so big, and yet he's um, he has quite advanced uh, little guy skills, and by that I mean his feet are pretty good, handles the puck pretty good, um, works really hard, like, he has got a motor, and uh, he, again, was part of that uh, Toronto Junior Canadians team that was just uh, excellent. They won. He was especially good in London, Nico Addy, when they were winners of the – or they came runner-up to Bishop Kearney in the, um, in, in the Wendy Dufton. But he is big. You're right. He is uh, 6'3", 6'4", and my goodness, a right shot, right – you know, definitely a winger, but a hard worker and uh, – you know, he's one of those guys where, you know, you fall, everybody loves the size. But he does have, he's not just size. He has some skills. May, may take some time to adjust, but will he be effective in that little barn up there, the Bayshore? I think uh, the Bayshore bounce may have a new meaning when, when Nico Addy gets going uh, for the Owen Sound <laughs> attack. 
Yeah, yeah, and you don't want to be between him and the boards becoming that new Bayshore bounce. Let's go to the Peterborough Peets at number 13. They've gone to a defenseman, Carson Cameron, and they've gone to the Central Ontario Wolves, so right in their neck of the woods to get Carson Cameron. Yeah, Carson Cameron uh, will quarterback a power play one day, um, has a uh, has a good uh, shot from the point, um, probably will. It looks like he has kind of a fr- – if he if he may six one six two I think is where he's going to end up six feet right now uh, probably will play at uh, 190 pounds uh, mobility from uh, Bob Cajun so uh, he's he's just kind of a good all round defenseman and uh, you know he is uh, he's another guy I believe I look at my list he did play on that uh, team on yes he played for Team Ontario. Uh, won a gold medal, so he's got lots of skill, uh, good size, um, and he's going to be, uh, you know, a guy who's going to quarterback that Peterborough power play, I'm sure of it, someday. Next up will be the Guelph Storm. And Guelph, remember, this year they maybe had different expectations of where the season might go at the beginning of the year. They gave Sarnia a good run in the first round, but the Guelph Storm now – have a lot of graduating players, Jim, who've been impact players. So it'll be interesting to see where the Guelph Storm head as a franchise. They uh, do well out of the Alliance. They they have a keen eye on Alliance players. Um, we'll see if they stick with that. Um, and uh, they they last year, for example, uh, they took uh, Jet Vachenko uh, from the London Junior Knights. Um, if history and they will have some forwards leaving, some veteran forwards who were kind of the the glue to that uh, to that team. Uh, so we'll see what uh, what Guelph does. I look for them maybe to. Uh, uh, I think their defense is okay. Maybe uh, I, I'm looking at the list of players available. Quinn Beauchene, uh from Ottawa. The Ottawa sort of run hasn't quite started yet. Uh, he's a quarterback of the power play along the same lines as uh, Ryan Merkley a few years ago. Uh, they they still talk about Merkley's uh, uh, kind of exploits as a U16 player. So, but uh, Quinn Beauchene is uh, is in that class. Uh, Nesbitt, uh, Jack Nesbitt is available. Guelph seems to like size. You heard uh, Coles, Dave Colson uh, kind of compare Nesbitt to a uh, Isaac Ratcliffe. So uh, maybe that's a direction that they go in. Um, And at this point in the proceedings, everybody's list is different. And uh, let's see what Guelph does. It looks like they've gone with Quinn Beauchene. So uh, he's from the Ottawa area, another Team Ontario player. And this guy will create offense uh, from the back end. There is no problem with his offense. He is... uh, dynamic um from the offense uh he will be he's kind of in the same family as a as a ryan merkley be able to beat you a couple of different ways he loves generating offense um and uh guelph has a a dynamic player on their hands and the rest of the western conference has a bit of a problem (laughs) right now with in in a couple years he's going to be quarterbacking that power play for Guelph. So uh, that's a good that's a good uh, selection. Beauchene from the Nepean Raiders uh, in uh, Hockey East. 5'11", 155. So he's going to 
have to fill out, get a little stronger, but uh, very confident, confident with the puck to the point where sometimes, you know, at the U16 level, you know, you can do anything you want when you're that talented. He'll have to dial that back just a little bit as he progresses to the OHL. And that may take a year to learn, but he's got lots of ability. And what a dangerous blue line. 2004-born Cam Allen, or sorry, 2004-born Michael Bushinger, 2005-born Cam Allen, and now 2007-born Quinn Beauchene, who all have that ability to create offense from the blue line for the Storm. Yeah, and uh, that's the modern way. I mean, you look at Adam, everybody wants Adam Fox. Uh, everybody wants to be Adam Fox now, and and uh, that's what kind of defenseman they want, uh, especially those right shot D. Uh, they're valuable. Um, and so Guelph has a couple now, Bouchain and Cam Allen, for the next couple of years. Next up on the clock, the Saginaw Spirit. They're at number 16. Then will come the Sarnia Sting at 17. And then the London Knights, first-round pick in 2023 at number 18. The Flint Firebirds have gone with a left winger, a guy with size. The first Toronto Marlboro that we have seen selected in 2023. And that, Jim, is Jeremy Martin. Yeah, he was part of that Marley team. Um, Jeremy Martin will tell you that he he wears number 19. Uh, Jeremy Martin will tell you that he models his game after Matthew Kachuk. And if I, whenever I hear that, I'm, I'm going, do you know what you're saying? Uh, but he does back <laughs> it up. Um, you know, uh, he, play, he finishes checks. He's uh, six feet. He's about 180 pounds. He is... Uh, a physical presence, competitor, uh, pretty good hands down low. Like, you know, he, whenever, if you're modeling your game after Matthew Kachuk, uh, you've got any coach's attention because, uh, you know, he does play that sort of an in-your-face kind of game but uh, brings that skill down low and also just uh, a good head for the game. So um, Jeremy Martin is, uh, is that the, is that, I wonder if that's not the low, the lowest, uh, or the longest a draft has gone in recent memory without a Marley, <laughs> because that's <laughs> well, unusual. That is. They are such a good program. And we talked before the draft began about a guy named Aiden Young and the OHL Cup that he had from the London Junior Knights. Aiden Young has just been selected 16th overall, Jim, by the Saginaw Spirit. Wow. Uh, that's a... That's a compliment to that young man and not a surprise. He's just uh, picked up a momentum since uh, since the, uh, well, all year, really. And you heard uh, Dave Colson say that Aiden Young worked so well with Parker Snellgrove uh, all year. And um, if you talk to Aiden Young, he likes to uh, model his game after uh, Hyman out in Edmonton, the former Leaf. So you get a picture of a guy who will do anything to win, um, maybe doesn't have... Uh, the size uh, of some, but he will not be outworked. And he was kind of the motor uh, for that London Junior Knights team. Aiden Young, this is not a uh, surprise uh, as far as uh, the ability. Um, he he will be an excellent OHL player, 5'11 or so, but work, work, work. They played him at wing. I, don't, I wouldn't discount him maybe being a, a center to start. Uh, but I, I, I think he is that kind of player. Zach Hyman is sort of the, a left-hand shot version of uh, Zach Hyman, just grinding down low, getting everything 
from the dirty areas, um, uh, really a, a humble young guy who, uh, this is a real tribute to him, uh, Aiden Young deserves this selection, uh, and that's a good pick by Saginaw. Well, he earned it. He certainly made his name at the OHL Cup known even more than it was. Now he is a member of the Saginaw Spirit. And that takes us next to the Sarnia Sting, and they have chosen from the York Simcoe Express left winger Ryan Brown, five foot nine and a half, 151 pounds. And that leaves the London Knights next up on the clock. So we'll watch that closely. But, Jim, as the Knights are making their pick, Ryan Brown. Ryan Brown, uh, York Simcoe Express. And I believe he has a brother in the league as well. Um, but, uh, again, this is where you get into um, Mike lists our lists, right? And everybody has one. And uh, <laughs> Ryan Ryan Brown is a guy that maybe uh, wasn't as high on on some lists, but uh, and I'm a bit surprised with Jack Nesbitt sitting there as a local. But you know, I think uh, people do have to understand that these teams are in. Uh, you know, they they have done their work, and um, they scouts have built these lists, and they've got to stay true. And yes, if a if a local player fits, um, then you know uh, you go for it. But you don't just take somebody if you have somebody else. But yeah, uh, Ryan Brown's a good player, uh, got some growing to do. He won't make an impact right away, uh, but he is the brother of Aiden Brown of the Barry Colts and had an excellent year for the uh, York Simcoe Express. A point producer for sure. He uh, he was able to uh, get a lot of points in that uh, ETA um, and competes hard, has a lot of energy, and Ryan Brown is the first-round pick of the Sarnia Sting, the London Knights opponent in the Western Conference Final. And now the London Knights are on the clock as we continue our coverage of the 2023 OHL Priority Selection. And the Knights, like all teams, trying to project into the future what will your needs be. You don't necessarily even need to look at the immediate of next year because the London Knights, as we talked about, could return a top six defense right now. The Knights have selected a guy that Jim Van Horn has had his eye on and has quite the story. It's one we'll be telling for a while. The first pick in 2023 by the London Knights from the Toronto Marlboros is center Jim William Moore. Wow. Well, uh, a, a big home run swing here. Uh, William Moore, what can we say? A Marley, uh, applied for exceptional status last year. This young man is a player, and uh, he is also just a great person, a very talented person and an interesting story. He has dual citizenship and has been offered a position with the uh, U.S. Development Program. So uh, William Moore has some, uh, if if all things being equal, if he was going to uh, say, yes, I'll report anywhere, probably would have been number one or two or three overall. That's how good he is. He applied for exceptional status, was the uh, was a key player on the OHL Cup winning team last year, the Mississauga Senators. So he's played two years of U17 or U16. And he is uh, a guy who was invited many years ago when he was attending most of these players get a chance to play in something uh, that play, is played in Edmonton called The Brick. Mitch Marner has some uh, great stories there. Uh, the Brick is this elite uh, tournament for 10-year-olds, and William Moore uh, couldn't attend. He was invited but could not attend the uh, Brick tournament uh, his year, his 10-year-old year, 
because guess what? He won a young Mozart competition. He's a concert pianist and was had a chance to play at Carnegie Hall. And so he uh, said no to the Brick Tournament, and he uh, went to play uh, in a youth contest uh, on concert piano. Uh, he played Chopin, if you really want to know. And uh, he played it at Carnegie Hall, so he's felt some pressure in his life, uh, both on and off the ice. But he is, um, we'll see. That's a uh, that's a obviously a big uh, selection by the Knights. Uh, you know, this uh, is a guy that's probably worth waiting for if you're going to wait for him because uh, he w- he is very good, big centerman, do it all. I mean, he was the player of the year in the GTHL. Um, you know how good that is, and he uh, was uh, just super this year. He was just super last year. Played on Team Ontario at the uh, at the Canada Winter Games. He is Mister Everything in the GTHL and uh, fascinating young person. So William Moore, a left center with the Marlies, is the first pick of the Knights. Wow. Well, the Knights take William Moore at number 18. At number 19, the Barry Colts have gone with right winger Shamar Moses from the Don Mills Flyers. And we've been waiting for the name Jack Nesbitt to be called out of the Lambton Junior Sting. Jack Nesbitt goes 20th overall to the Windsor Spitfires. So, Jim, we've already rocketed through the top 20 in about 43 minutes once the draft got going. Not bad. A pick every 2.3 minutes. Not bad at all, and uh, congratulations to Jack Nesbitt. We've had him on uh, during an intermission on our broadcast, and just a fine young guy. Um, And uh, one of the things uh, that I think Jack really worked on this year was his skating, and by the end of it, very few people had concerns about his skating. He showed some uh, real nimbleness with his feet, better feet, and uh, with that size, his IQ and his uh, work ethic, uh, I think Windsor just made a, a great pick there. Uh, Shamar Moses, another big body, uh, for, goes to Barry. So he's a guy that has scored some highlight real goals. And it's interesting how some of these guys, they have. Uh, Shamar Moses is about 210 pounds and oftentimes playing against 160-pound uh, uh, players in the uh, U16, maybe even less, 150. And so he was able to, uh, he was from Don Mills and, uh, you know, made uh, you know made some highlight real goals, and um, uh, Shamar is uh, going to be a good player for Barry. Mar- Marty will uh, will love him, and uh, Brampton is now on the clock. But congratulations again to Jack Nesbitt, pick twentieth from Windsor. So that's another uh, Alliance player off the board. Well, that pick has just been made as the Vaughn Kings, who were. OHL Cup finalists have just seen their first player selected, and it's Carter Kostich, who had himself an excellent OHL Cup. He goes to the North Bay Battalion at number 21, Carter Kostich of the Vaughn Kings. So recapping locally so far, we had Ryan Robrook taken at number two by the Niagara Ice Dogs. Then we had Cameron Reed, who will come up as having gone to Bishop Kearney in the United States, but he's from Elmer. He's actually from Copenhagen. He goes to the Kitchener Rangers. He's a defenseman. That at number 10. The London Knights have selected William Moore at number 18, but two picks before that. Aiden Young of the London Junior Knights went to the Saginaw Spirits. So of the first 
20 picks. If you want to count Jack Nesbitt as well as being part of the alliance, we have seen five players from the area or from where the the area kind of plays its hockey at the U16 level selected. So once again, this area continues to produce hockey players. And Ottawa's got uh, two picks in a row here, and they often uh, scout this area. They've taken uh, over the years some terrific players from the uh, Alliance and from this area, so we'll see if that uh, happens again. Ottawa, they, uh, you know, I'm sure the draft is a, a bit of a distraction. They're in trouble, Mike, down 3-1 against the Peterborough Peets. So uh, that is something that they have to worry about. But the draft, now their priority on this on this Friday. So we'll see what uh, Ottawa does. We are an extended first round because, of course, uh, round one this year goes 22 picks because of the two compensation picks uh, given to uh, Niagara and to the uh, Kitchener Rangers. The Knights uh, picked William Moore at 18. Their next pick is coming up at 38. So uh, there'll be uh, a, a bit of a wait for the Knights and next pick. But William Moore is uh, a dynamic talent, Mike. And Knights fans, if he, if he decides that he wants to put on a Knights sweater, they have, uh, they have a special, special talent. Well, William Moore at number 18. Jim mentioned that he has a spot with the U.S. National Development Team program. We have now finished out the first round, and it's a player that we've talked about in the playoffs, Henry Brustevich who is the brother of a player the Knights just finished facing head-to-head with the Kitchener Rangers, also a defenseman from the North Jersey Avalanche under-16 program. Jim, Henry Brustevich, not going to Kitchener, going to the 67s. Well, I'm not, I'm, I wonder how he'll feel about that because he, uh, he, he was not given a spot with the U.S. development program. So I don't think he was too happy with that and then uh, turned his eye towards the OHL, or maybe it was the other way around because he's a talent. He is very much like his brother, uh, a very good skater. Um, And Kitchener just this week picked up an extra second-round draft pick in, I think, hopes that perhaps they might be able to snare him in round two because he has expressed a desire to play with his brother uh, but that's uh, not going to happen, at least for the moment, as uh, the Ottawa 67s finish the first round by taking Henry Bastevich uh, from the U.S. And um, he has said that he will come to the OHL, and that is a good organization in Ottawa, a little further away. But um, you know what? It's a great place to be uh, developed. Dave Cameron does a really good job with that program. Round one is done in the 2023 OHL Priority Selection. Recapping it, Matthew Schaefer went first overall. And then area picks, area connections, Ryan Robrook, number two to Niagara. After that, at number 10, we had Cameron Reed, who's from the Elmer area, going to the Kitchener Rangers. At number 16, Aiden Young of the London Junior Knights goes to Saginaw. At number 18, the Knights select William Moore from the Toronto Marlboros and Jack Nesbitt going to the Lambton Junior Sting at number 20. We are going to take a break. We have all kinds of things still to come. 
We are going to be speaking with the head coach of the London Junior Knights, Danny Savret, in about 15 minutes from right now. We'll also hear about things from a parent's perspective, and we'll see who else we can check in with before our coverage concludes at 9 p.m. You'll be able to follow more coverage at globalnews.ca in written form as we take you through all of what has gone on tonight in the first three rounds and then in the concluding 12 rounds tomorrow. The London Knights selecting William Moore at number 18, area talent all over the place. We will return with more from the 2023 OHL Priority Selection in minutes. You're listening to 980 CFPL. It is 2023, and the first round is complete in this year's OHL Priority Selection. And this is our OHL Priority Selection show. Mike Stubbs, Jim Van Horn, with our producer, John Lee. We're taking you through until 9 o'clock. We won't make it through to the end of the third round. Three rounds are being selected tonight, but... We'll take you through the stories that we have seen so far, and we've got some special guests coming up. The head coach of the London Junior Knights U16 team this year, Danny Savret, is going to join us, former captain of the Team of the Century for the Knights. And we are also going to find out how parents are feeling going through this. What's this year like? How do you support somebody who's only 15 years of age when something this big is there in front of them? The second round has begun, and Jim Van Horn, Nicholas Whitehead is the first pick of the second round. The Ottawa 67s, back-to-back picks. They had their own to end the first round, having won the Hamilton Spectator Trophy as the best team in the OHL in 2022-2023, but they had acquired a second-round pick from the Niagara Ice Dogs, Nicholas Whitehead from Mount St. Charles Academy in the United States, has been taken by Ottawa. Wow, big point producer, not the biggest guy, um, but uh, out of Mount St. Charles, um, I think a long time ago they had a player named uh, Brian Lawton that played played there, I believe, and uh, this is a, uh, they must have a, a line on him, he can certainly produce points, and so you're looking at uh, a skilled uh, power play type center, and um, again, everybody's list is different, and uh, you are, uh, you never know. This is where we start to get the U.S. players uh, being selected, Mike. And, of course, they have maybe another level of – they have options. They have a lot of options. So you got to do some work to get them uh, to report. But uh, it looks like a a skilled player there, Nicholas Whitehead, and just the kind of center that does so well in the Ottawa system. Uh, So – We'll see. Uh, they they go to the U.S. for two straight picks. So some of the uh, Canadian players that went down there to play are still remaining. There's lots of talent still on the board here in round two. So some of the Canadians uh, that went down to play, Cloutier, who who is rated uh, the brother of the uh, Sault Ste. Marie uh, forward, uh, Jacob Cloutier is Justin Cloutier. Jacob is his brother. He's available. Went down to Pittsburgh from the Ottawa area. And he and has what do you know, Sault Ste. Marie, Jim, is two picks away. So right. could so they we'll think see. about him to join his brother? Well, that would it certainly would make a lot of sense. And it certainly would be the mathematics because he was rated on most lists up at the 12, 13, 14 area, a skill player. Um, as uh, the Sioux now is on the clock after uh, the Erie Otters have just taken uh, Royston. Uh, Royston from uh, York Simcoe Express. So 
it's now all over the place in terms of how do you predict, right? Everybody's going to have um, kind of the same uh, – uh, they're going to have the needs of their team. They're going to be uh, looking at what their team needs. And so, uh, yeah, you never know. So Sue is on the clock. I will be curious to see if they go with Cloutier and uh, join him up with his brother. The Greyhounds have uh, some uh, some holes to fill just in terms of uh, offense. They uh, have some graduations and also – Coming off a, a bit of a tough year, so uh, we'll see what the uh, what the Sioux does. Erie has selected, as Jim says, Wesley Royston, a right winger, six foot two and a half, hundred and sixty-seven pounds, from the York Simcoe Express program, another program that produces a lot of players who are taken in the OHL priority selection. And now we have Sioux Saint Marie on the clock, and we'll see whether or not they do go with. Justin Cloutier to join his brother or whether they go in a different direction entirely. The London Knights' next selection is at number 38, and then they have two picks in the third round, number 55 and number 61, and then that will do it for Knights' picks in rounds one, two, and three, but they do have a pick in the fourth round tomorrow. They do not have a fifth rounder, and then they basically have the rest of their selections the rest of the way. So, Sue St. Marie on the clock, and Jim, they appear to be doing some thinking. Yeah, exactly, and uh, I think they also are very successful out of the alliance, so I would not be surprised. Parker Snellgrove is not going to last too much longer from the London uh, Knights Junior U16s, and nor is Ethan Weir. So there are two of them sitting there. Of course, uh, they've got Bryce McConnell-Barker up there, and they went with his brother uh, up uh, last year. They picked his brother in the third round. So they have a a bit of a connection with uh, the Junior Knights. And, of course, back, And Jordan uh, Dentino as well. Right. Yes, good, uh, good call. And, of course, uh, way back, uh, Joe Thornton <laughs> from uh, St. Thomas back when <laughs> – when you could play junior B um, uh, out of uh, U16. So Sue's got a lot of good options here that are both uh, connected to one of their players and also connected to uh, Alliance. And I'm sure uh, some of these guys, uh, they all know each other. So I uh, am fascinated. Now the uh, Greyhounds are about to make their pick. This is the third pick. Well, here we go. This is where the lists are all over the place, right? So they go with uh, <laughs> well, Jim. Travis Hayes. Sault Ste. Marie went to the Compuware. United States. You're right. So Detroit Copyware. They must have some uh, idea that he's going to report, I would say. A right winger, um, Travis Hayes, would he be a relative of the Hayes that now plays in Peterborough? I don't know. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. Look at uh, as many sort of lists as you can coming in, and uh, as, you, as we say right now, everybody's going to, Going to have their uh, going to have their own. I'm trying to locate some words. Jim, on, on you Travis called Hayes. it. You said, could he be the brother of Avery Hayes and Gavin Hayes? He is, in fact, the brother of Avery Hayes and Gavin Hayes. So Avery Hayes, who was a part of the Hamilton Bulldogs OHL championship team last year, and now is a member of the Peterborough Peets. He played with George Diaco and Ryan Winterton and Ryan Humphrey of the London Knights. And then you also have Gavin Hayes, who is a member of the Flint Firebirds. So now off to Sault Ste. Marie is the third brother in that family. We'll have an opportunity to play in the OHL. And that is Travis Hayes. We have an opportunity right now to head to Tampa Bay, Florida and say hi to 
the captain of the team of the century and the head coach of the U16 London Junior Knights, Danny Sivret. Danny, is it sunny where you are? Please tell us it's sunny. Danny, can you hear us all right? Yep, I got you, Mike. Is it sunny where you are? We want to know that it's sunny. It's not sunny here. Uh, well, yeah, it's a little late, but it's, uh, it is hot and humid. It's not sunny, but there's no clouds. So, All right. Well, we'll take that. Congratulations on the year that your team had. Quarterfinals at the OHL Cup and all of the players who you've helped to develop. You've seen two of their names called already in the OHL priority selection. You've been through this as a player. What is it like to watch players who you have worked with so hard now seeing their names pop up as OHL draft picks? Uh, two, two, two emotions. It's like you're nervous for them because you know that they've behind the scenes, you've seen them, you know, every day at practice, putting in the work and at, in the game, doing the right things to propel themselves to become a better player. Uh, and then also unknown to, I've had many conversations with a lot of the about a lot of players on my team, and I, you just don't know what teams think. And you know, at the end of the day, you don't really know what the, if they're going to take one of my guys or if they do like them or they sound like it. It sounds like they like them, but I, you know, you just never know because there's just so many different variables happening. If a player slides down, do we take him instead of the guy that we want? Like, it, there's so many things. So it's it's just so so much like uncertainty, I guess, for the the player and the and the parent, where it's like. You know, I, I talked to so and so team, and they 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 liked me at the spot, but they didn't take me. And it's like so there's a there's a lot of uncertainty. So that's the part that I sort of feel bad because um, you know there's obviously pressure and stresses throughout the whole year as far as playing wise, and then uh, a good majority of them would like to probably uh, get drafted in the OHL and play. Some obviously would like to go a college route, but uh, yeah, it just it just it's out of your hands. I guess that's that's the thing I would say. You, you know, you've done everything you can as a player on the ice. I, I've seen it behind the scenes, off the ice, and the preparation that they put in. And now it's sort of left out of your control, and you just sort of sit and wait like I'm doing. You're probably doing the same thing, just clicking refresh on seeing who's selected next. So that's the, that's the tough part of this. Danny Sivret joining us. Jim Van Horn? Well, uh, Danny, uh, Ryan Roebrook uh, is uh, number two pick to Niagara. Um, your thoughts on uh, both him and to Saginaw, Aiden Young. Yeah, uh, Ryan, I had him. He played up with us last year as an underage uh, player and, and uh, applied for the exceptional status. And um, yeah, he, he didn't qualify for uh, OHL means. But obviously heading into the, the season, we knew that he was going to be, and I think he knew as well, that he was one of the highly uh, touted players. Um, he, he skates with us uh, in, in the summer and uh, possesses a, a really strong shot and knack for offensive ability i think he'll uh do well in the ohl in, in niagara um you know a very dynamic player offensively and uh obviously a big uh presence on the ice and uh, i think just uh he'll continually to keep getting better like he he loves the game of hockey like uh, many of these kids that are getting selected so uh, i wish nothing but the best for him and then uh for aiden young aiden was somewhat of a surprise for me because um uh, i just i had him come in play for me at the start of the year last year and I couldn't believe sort of the you know the hockey IQ and uh, the way that he wins puck battles and he's got good hand-eye coordination he makes little tight little cute plays and he has good finish ability and you know I, I was surprised at how good 
he was before I got him. And then um, just trying to work with him as far as, you know, the, the, again, hockey sense, knowledge aspect, learning how to support and find good angles and get yourself open and things like that, that obviously that level will reap more benefits um, when his team that selected him in Saginaw, obviously, uh, we'll, we'll see uh, how good he is and how smart he is in that regard and, and not have to, you know, be as hands-on with him because he's uh, somewhat of a fairly complete player as is. But, uh, you know, he's, he's walking into a pretty good situation. They have uh, OHR um, Memorial Cup uh, next year, and he'll be a young player, and I think he has the ability to uh, step right into their lineup and, uh, and make an impact on it. So good in the kids. OHL Cup. Jim? Yeah, yeah, and he is he one of those guys, he, he, he could contribute in a number of ways. He's not going to only need to produce points to contribute to an OHL team. Yeah, I, th- I think um, one of the one of the benefits with, with Aiden was um, the, you didn't have to rely solely on his output offensively. Uh, like, we could play him in any situation, uh, whether we're up a goal with a minute to go and he's playing in a defensive role going a penalty or perhaps we're down a goal with a minute to go and we're pulling the goalie, he's going to be out there for us. So uh, he was, he was catapulted into many different uh, roles and excelled seemingly on, on all of them. But um, next year he'll, he'll probably obviously uh, with Saginaw being a team that's already going to have a bid into the Memorial cup. um, They're probably going to look to improve the roster as far as experience and stuff like that. But uh, which might bump him, uh, down uh, a peg or two uh, as far as uh, line combinations go, but uh, I have full confidence that uh, whatever line that he does play on, he's going to contribute to to that team. So I uh, look forward to watching him next year. Well, Danny, again, congratulations on the season that the Junior Knights had. We'll let you take your nerves away from us and continue to watch those names of your players pop up throughout the next rounds and then on into tomorrow. You're going to be able to catch any hockey while you're down in Tampa? Well, that's why I'm here. Uh, best friend <laughs> Corey Perry's been, I heard the, the chant in Toronto, so hopefully the, the chant in, in, uh, in Tampa is a little bit different. Uh, no more Corey Perry sucks. But, uh, yeah, no, he's, he's very obviously effective. We saw it in London. Uh, he's a player that gets on everyone's nerves and, uh, and I think every fan base around uh, the NHL despise him, but at the same time, they would love to have him. So uh, I'm down here for uh, to support him and, and hopefully he has a good outing. Uh, and then just for, for me, I, I really appreciate Jim and, and, and Mike, the, the coverage you guys had for our team. I know uh, we're in minor hockey, but uh, I really appreciate the, the coverage you guys had for our players and, and the, uh, the interviews and everything you guys uh, did for my guys, I think. As a whole, it, it, it will help them uh, in their character and, and, uh, and everything moving forward. Well, we've well, talked about that. This you. experience for those guys, the things that they learn, the things that they have to go through, yeah, it's at a young age, but makes a lot of other things in life suddenly seem a whole lot easier, doesn't it? Yeah, no, I, it, you know, and it's, it, it's a, you know, as a coach, speaking as a coach now, having gone through it as a player, and coached for a couple of years at this at this level. It, it's a it's a very stressful year. Not not only just on the player, but but the, the families as well. Like because it's sort of the first year where your child or your player son is is graded, and and there's all these rankings that come out, and you can see, and all these people, oh, he's not he's not this, he's not big enough, he's not strong, enough, he's not. Fit. You hear all of these knocks. And it's, it's tough to hear from me because I'm like, 
I see these kids all the time. They are they are tough as nails. They'll do everything they you know. And you just and 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 I was fortunate with this year being um, I had I had a, a really good strong group that were together for a good majority of their minor hockey career. Very respectful kids, a great parent group, and obviously I wish nothing but the best for them. But it's it, it is a stressful time because because all of these all of this outside noise that can sort of uh, you know weigh on you as far as stress goes. So. Um, but I, but again, like I said, I just appreciate the the positivity that you guys always bring, and and uh, and, and obviously interviewing my guys and giving them the experience of somewhat of a, a pro type atmosphere is what I try to do as as a coach, and obviously uh, you guys aiding to that in, in uh, interviewing and talking to them and helping them in that regard as well. You are more okay, than welcome, yeah. Sivy. Thank you so much for the time today. We really appreciate it. And, hey, guess what? Going at number 30 while we close out with Danny Sabret, Parker Snellgrove of the London Junior Knights goes to the Guelph Storm. So there's another one of your guys. Perfect. Thanks, guys. I appreciate that. Take care. Thanks, Danny. Have fun tomorrow. Thank you very much. That is Danny Sabret, head coach of the under-16 London Junior Knights, former London Knights captain. And, Jim, there we have it. Parker Snellgrove goes to the Guelph Storm. Where he'll join another uh, junior night U16 player, uh, Jet Luchenko. So I'm sure they know each other. Parker's a great young man, goes to South Secondary, very well-spoken, 6'2". They say six feet on the official, but I think he's a little taller than that. Again, played for Team Ontario at the Canada Winter Games, and uh, he's going to be a responsible, all-round player. He'll do whatever is asked, and... uh, that is a good selection at 30 to uh, Guelph. Parker Snellgrove, a, a long history of, uh, of uh, junior nights in, in Guelph going back. Um, Isaac uh, Ratcliffe, uh, Parker Snellgrove, of course, Nick Suzuki uh, played uh, for Guelph. Uh, now Jet Lachenko, Parker Snellgrove joins him. Uh, good player, left shot center, wins faceoffs. Uh, really combined well with Aiden Young um, all year, and he's going to be a very solid OHL player. The London Knights will select at number 38. We're at number 30. We have seen a third London Junior Knight go off the board, and Danny Sabret raising some really real issues, Jim, where you're trying to show these players, hey, here's what it's like, but they're coming into a situation. We always look at the fact that OHL players, WHL, QMJHL, you're leaving home sometimes at 16, which is very early, and we've discussed so often how wonderful the Billet families are, the role that they play for these players in becoming that second family, but this draft year, this this is tough at a tough time for some of these guys. And we mentioned the scouting rankings. There are an awful lot of these, and sometimes they're put together by people who are hoping that they get people following their scouting service, and they mm-hmm. will be very, very blunt. <laughs> they will be. And uh, then you fold in the uh, the chat rooms, the, the other social media uh, armies of uh, experts, and um you know, as Danny called it, that noise just gets uh, pretty loud. And uh, I, I think people, because they maybe shell out 20 bucks uh, to go see OHL uh, talent, uh, they have a, a right to comment, and that even drips into the U16 level. Um, they make assessments and statements that are kind of easy to make on a keyboard um, without having to know anybody. 
And that's what all these families have to deal with. I can't imagine uh, going through it. But, you know, it is kind of elite athletics at this point, no matter the sport. Uh, oftentimes, whether it be uh, tennis or any other uh, sport, uh, you have to travel. Um, you have to go compete against the best. You maybe have to go move to get the uh, best coaching. I remember uh, Tessa Virtue used to get up every morning at 3 to drive to Waterloo to to be trained with a specific coach and come back and go to grade nine, you know, like it's, it's really that, that life. And uh, so um, that's, that's the way it goes. And uh, I, I think the benefits are certainly there, um, but it is a interesting process to watch your career hopes and ambitions play out so publicly. Yeah, it is. It's, it's a different kind of experience anymore. And, you just hope that you have supports like a guy like Danny Savret, who's been through it before, who knows exactly yeah. what the OHL brings and exactly what sorts of pressures can come after when you're on a team that wins a Memorial Cup and all eyes are on you because there's an NHL lockout. There's not much that can duplicate that in life, is there, Jim? No, uh, that is the cer- that's certain. And, uh, you know, there's um... – Great, re- great rewards, and I guess if you are into the elite stream and having your name called tonight, you're kind of used to it. It's kind of been that way uh, for a long time um, in your own little, little little world. It's a little more sort of widely known in public now, but yeah, if, um, if you played, for example, in the uh, GTHL, you're kind of used to some of the, um, I guess, political things that go on in sports, but uh Focus on the hockey. Focus on what uh, is the fun part, and that's getting on the ice, practicing, playing. Uh, just to get uh, people caught up, we are closing in on the night's uh, second-round pick. The uh, second goalie was taken, Isaac Gravel out of Southern Tier. A lot of people uh, like him, and uh, Isaac Gravel taken 27th by Oshawa. Then, Mike, as Mike reported, uh, Parker Snellgrove 30th to 12th. Dryden Allen, an interesting story out of Southern Tier, just got taken by Flint. The Dryden part of the name Dryden Allen is is Ken Dryden. Uh, Dryden Allen's dad is in hockey. He's a pro scout for the Seattle uh, Kraken, and he played for Southern Tier, a defenseman. So uh, Dryden Allen was another guy I think was on that team, Ontario, uh, out, out east in PEI. So we're moving along here towards that night's uh, second-round pick, six away. Well, we will bring that to you, and then we are also going to hear from Alin Clark. She is a hockey mom, but has somebody that she knows very well who could be selected at some point. He played defense for Danny Savret in Braden Clark, and he will be selected at some point. Who knows when? I mean, like you say, Jim, we're, we're kind of off the board. Everybody has different lists, and everybody's trying to figure out which player is going where, but she can give us a perspective of what it's like to be a family and, and be supporting your son through this, as Danny Savret was talking about. So that is still to come before we close out our coverage at 9 p.m. Remember, you can hear the Toronto Blue Jays 
And that is on 980 CFPL right now. They're taking on the New York Yankees. And if you've been looking for the Blue Jays game on TV, you're not going to find it unless you have Apple TV because that's where the game is being played right now. But you can hear it on 980 CFPL. They're in the bottom of the fifth. And the Yankees are batting one-on-one away, and the Blue Jays have a 2-1 lead over the New York Yankees at this point. The teams will play tomorrow at 1.05. We'll have coverage at 1 o'clock, and they will play at 1.35 on Sunday afternoon. And both of those games will be heard on 980 CFPL. In terms of what's happening in the National Hockey League right now, the Carolina Hurricanes and the New York Islanders are scoreless. They're approaching the midway mark of the second period. The Boston Bruins lead the Florida Panthers one to nothing. On a goal by Taylor Hall, who was a high pick in the OHL priority selection. Taylor Hall picking up the goal at 226 of the first period. That series is tied at one. Carolina and the Islanders. It's the Hurricanes who lead the series two games to none. Dallas and Minnesota will play tied at one. They begin at 930 tonight. The Oilers and Kings play game three. They are tied 1-1. And the drop of the puck slated for 10 p.m. or just thereafter, depending on what happens in the early games. The NHL has kind of adopted that NBA presence a little bit, Jim, where sometimes you'll delay the start of a game if it means TV coverage can fit in the end of the early game. Well, it, it's and the NBA has been very successful. Uh, around the world, they're watching these playoff games, and uh, what a story they've become. We are waiting for the London Knights pick. Right now, the Owen Sound attack are on the clock at number 33. The Knights will draft at 38. So Owen Sound is on the clock at 33, recapping the area connections so far. Ryan Robrook went number two to the Niagara Ice Dogs out of the London Junior Knights. And then it was Aiden Young to Saginaw at number 16, also from the London Junior Knights, and an automatic bid into the Memorial Cup because as a first-round pick, there's a very good chance he will be a part of the Saginaw spirit next year. They are hosting the Memorial Cup. They'll play in it. The London Knights selected at 18, and they took William Moore from the Toronto Marlboros. Jim Van Horn outlined how he had to miss a tournament this year because he was performing at Carnegie Hall in a concert pianist competition. The man played Chopin in front of who knows how many. They can pack a lot of people into Carnegie Hall. That's William Moore. He does have a spot with the U.S. National Development Team program, so we'll see what that means. We'll find out as we get to talk with Knights Associate GM and General Manager Rob Simpson and... Mark Hunter in the coming days. Jack Nesbitt from the Lampton Junior Sting went number 20 overall to the Windsor Spitfires. And then we turned into the second round. And Parker Snellgrove went to the Guelph Storm with the 30th pick. And that has landed us at the Owen Sound attack at number 33. And, Jim, they are on the clock right now following the pick of Dryden Allen of the Flint Firebirds. And they appear to be thinking some things over. This may be one of those cases. And if you want to picture what a war room looks like, that's what it's called. But (laughs) teams will get together. They'll create a war room. All of the scouts and managers and coaches are sitting around a table. And you, of course, have your general manager who's the lead in all of this. But there will be a lot of discussion. They have their list. But depending on who is taken, it might open up an opportunity to 
select a player who you didn't think was there. And there's always the old thought, Jim, of pencils snapping. I don't think they're using pencils anymore. We're talking about laptops. And nobody wants to snap a laptop. They cost more than a pencil. But pencils snapping, when all of a sudden you have a guy, you're one pick away, maybe you've played some fantasy sports and you know what this is like, you're looking into that face and thinking, don't take my guy, don't take my guy. And then the name is announced and it's your guy and you snap your pencil. (laughs) And it happens. I'm sure every team has uh, has the story and uh, the story like that or the story where they took the wrong guy and then the next uh, the guy they uh, didn't take was the next pick and he turns out better. Who knows? Like there's all kinds of great uh, draft stories on the inside. And I think in this case, we were waiting uh, maybe for some TV coverage to uh, catch up as uh, Terry Doyle was uh, doing some interviews. So that could also be the case. The attack love. Alliance players as well. Uh, certainly, um, you know, there's lots of Alliance players left, uh, 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 you know, from Waterloo, from the London Junior Night. Ethan Weir is not going to last too much longer. I think Owen Sounds is going to go with Alliance uh, player here. No, in fact, they don't. Uh, they go with Jake Crawford as they've made their pick, a left wing from New York, Simcoe Express, a big body left wing. So they've gone size in uh in in owen sound so jake crawford left winger 6'1 160 pounds goes to owen sound that puts us to within five selections of the next london knights pick we will take a break and return with more coverage of the 2023 ohl priority selection you're listening to 980 cfpl well let's get you caught up the Owen Sound attack had selected Jake Crawford at number 33. And now Dylan Scherna, who is a right winger out of the Don Mills Flyers, has gone to the Brantford Bulldogs at number 34. So Mrs. Saga is on the clock, followed by Saginaw, followed by the Sudbury Wolves, and then the London Knights at number 38 for their second pick of 2023. They will have two selections in the third round. So that's where we sit right now. Mike, and this is where, um, you know, maybe some of the, uh, some of the uh, U.S. talent may start sprinkling through. There's tremendous talent uh, from the U.S., uh, you know, sprinkled in. Uh, Sean Horkoff, do you remember him? He's now the assistant GM of the Red Wings. His son, Will, is uh, one of the best players. Um, uh, Cooper Dennis is kind of your Cole Caulfield, uh, Alex DeBrinket style player. Apparently there's rumors that he may consider reporting to the OHL. Uh, Cole McKinney out of Chicago Mission might be one of the best players in this draft. If he were reporting, he might be one, two, three. Uh, Mississauga just took another Marley. He's a number 13 on the Marley's a really good skater. So it's starting to uh, kind of be picked through the Canadian. So at some point, um, the uh, U.S. talent that might or might not report uh, is going to be uh, taken here as we uh, head towards the uh, Knights pick. We're now just three away uh, from the London Knights' second-round selection. Well, that becomes a very interesting one. The London Knights took William Moore, a center, with their first pick. 
And now we'll see what they do with number two because they do have an awful lot of returning players, and it's an issue that the London Knights have run into, Jim, historically, but it means that you draft really well. You have a lot of available players, and then we do consider some of the moves that wind up being made. The London Knights made some moves involving young players. They could have even more on their team right now, but with the Hamilton Bulldogs, they were able to find a place for younger players to play right away and Ben Bajol and Luca Testa. And so it's all part of the process where nobody in the OHL is hoarding talent. You don't bury talent. If somebody needs a place to play where they're going to get more time, oftentimes that place will be found. And now we talked about Jacob Cloutier earlier in the draft and his brother Justin in Sault Ste. Marie. Well, the brothers are not being united in Sault Ste. Marie because Jacob Jim is going to the Saginaw Spirit. Well, uh, again, the Spirit uh, have uh, a little ace in the hole called the Memorial Cup for recruiting American talent. And Jacob went to Pittsburgh to play for the Pittsburgh Penguins elite. And the culture, the hockey culture in Pittsburgh is just booming, Mike. And uh, so Jacob went down, a native of uh, Gloucester, and he went down to play for the Pittsburgh Junior Penguins. And uh, there's another player there. Uh, L.J. Mooney, who might be, uh, again, one of the top players. So uh, they're loving hockey in Pittsburgh. And uh, Jacob Cloutier, I think there's a good chance uh, that he does uh, report into uh, Saginaw for sure. Uh, he is about 5'9", uh, a kind of a fire hydrant, uh, stocky build. I don't think he's going to have any trouble with strength in uh, in the OHL. And is uh, maybe even a little, you know, he's just as offensive, uh, a comp- almost like a carbon copy of his brother, Jacob Cloutier. So he is picked uh, 14th in the second round. That's 36 overall by the Saginaw Spirit. So that's, uh, Saginaw's had a good draft so far with Aiden Young and Jacob Cloutier. Now we're two away from the Knights pick. Only Sudbury stands between uh, the... Uh, the uh, Knights and the uh, second round. So just one more pick to go. The London Knights have selected William Moore. They will have two picks at number 55 and number 61, and that will be in the third round. You can find coverage of those two picks at globalnews.ca and 980cfpl.ca. And that's where we will have coverage of rounds one to three, and then you'll find another article, and I'll tweet those out as well at Stubbs980, and that will allow you to see how things have unfolded in written form for all of the London Knights picks and all of the area connections. We are also going to hear from Alin Clark before 9 o'clock. The Sudbury Wolves, very quick pick. They have taken Nolan Jackson. Nolan Jackson, a left defenseman from the Barry Jr. Colts. He's a guy who has some height, and Jim could also fill out. So Sudbury adding to their defense core. Yeah, it won't have to be uh, too, too far from home. Probably a comfortable distance for the family, but he's an all-round defenseman and very spirited. Uh, He's a guy who competes very hard. Uh, Again, like you said, has some length to him. There was an original thought that uh, defense wasn't quite as good as last year, but I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking there's still some good D uh, players out there, and uh, Nolan Jackson is one of them. That's a good, pretty shrewd selection by uh, Sudbury to uh, help themselves out. Nolan Jackson really competes hard, 6-1, uh, going to be about 6-3, I think, by the time he's done growing. Fairly good mobility. Um, 
you know, probably will be uh, skilled enough to quarterback a power play uh, at some times, maybe the, when he's 19 or uh, on the second unit, but that's a, you know, he, he's one of those guys and, and, you know, you hear scouts talk about compete where they want to see compete. This guy competes. He really is a very uh, gritty competitor. Nolan Jackson goes to Sudbury. The Knights are on the clock. Well, this is their second pick of the 2023 priority selection, and we'll see whether they follow up one center with another forward or whether they elect to go to defense, Jim, to try and get a defender to be a 2007-born player. There will be a lot of questions going forward, and it's maybe early to think about this, but it's something we've talked about, something to watch. Sam Dickinson is a 2006-born player, but he's somebody that is probably going to have a really good year next year, and he might merit consideration to maybe even play in the NHL before he's 20 years old. So we'll see whether or not the London Knights want to select a defenseman. Well, it turns out they have not selected a defenseman. Jim, they've gone to the Vaughn Kings, and they've selected goaltender Alexi Medvedev. Well, you you are familiar with uh, the Vaughn Kings and the way they uh, way they operate, and uh, I I'm a big uh, goaltender kind of person. I think you can't have uh, you know you never want to go into a season, and you are going to lose one of your greatest goalies in the history of your franchise. He's leaving uh, after this year. There's no more overage year for Brett Brochu, who's been so great. So you want to bring in, and this is perfect timing. Remember. Zach Bowen is a little was a little older when the Knights drafted him, so this works out, uh, I think, perfect. Um, Medvedev uh, and a goaltender in the second round um, at six feet um, played for the Vaughn Kings, and um, obviously wants to be a uh, wants to make this a career. Um, he's a, a good young goaltender, and this is perfect timing. He can kind of learn next year, play maybe wherever. Uh, and uh, while Bowen is, is uh, taking the crease and then, you know, when it's, when it's his time, he'll be, he'll be uh, brought along just at a perfect level. So I think it's a, a perfect opportunity with a lot of returning players to invest a pretty high draft pick in a goaltender this particular year with, uh, with the graduation of Brochu, lots of returning players He's not going to have to come in and play. Bowen will get his opportunity. Bowen is 15th ranked on the NHL list, so he's, uh, you know, kind of there. And I think it's a good, uh, good planning uh, on the uh, part of the Knights. Uh, you never want to be left without uh, with a big question mark in goal. So uh, they answer that. Alexi Medvedev now. A prospect for the London Knights out of the Vaughn Kings organization. They made it through to the OHL Cup Final against the Toronto Junior Canadians. The Knights select next in the third round. Our coverage will not extend there. You'll be able to find out who the Knights took at globalnews.ca and 980cfpl.ca. We've talked about players. We've talked about parents, families. Let's hear what it is like to go through a year like this in your family, when you have a son who is playing at the U16 level 
and has an opportunity to perhaps be selected by an OHL team. We had a chance to sit down with Alin Clark, and Alin's son, Braden Clark, is a member of the London Junior Knights and was coached this year by Danny Savret. And we asked Alin, what's it like to have a draft-eligible player in the family? I would say excitement would be the very first word that comes to mind. Excited not only for my child, but excited for all the rest of the children that are on this team that have been together. I think it's 11 of them on this team are the same kids that have been together since Minor Adam. How wild is that? So Minor, how old is Minor Adam? I'm trying to remember. Like nine. They've and been here together. They go. They've been together for almost half their lives. In fact, Aiden Young on our team has been on the same team as Braden for nine years. So for more than half their lives. Incredible. And now they get to watch each other. So now that gives you a picture of why players will be so happy for their teammates. Because this isn't somebody that you met in September or August or at last year's tryouts. This is somebody you've known for in this case, most of your life. Exactly. They are family. They are friends and family on and off the ice. They will battle together until the end. We are talking with Alyn Clark about what it's like to be a parent of a draft-eligible player heading toward the OHL priority selection. So what do you have to do to support your son as they're going through a really stressful year when they know that there are scouts in the stands and they know that, Hey, if you have an off game, maybe a scout saw it. What do you do? In our home, we don't talk about it a lot. We just allow Brayden to be a kid when he's at home. We allow the coaches to coach while he's at the, at the rink. Um, And then when he comes home, we just allow him to just be a kid. If he wants to talk about it, we will, but we don't dwell on it. He knows the importance of this year. It's something that he has fought for basically his entire life. So there's nothing that we need to remind him about. He knows that he has to give it all, every shift, every game, no no days off. Wow. Well, he's the kind of guy who's known as being a player who does exactly that. It would be nice if all of a sudden all of the names popped up all at once, all 300 that are about to be selected. And you can just go through kind of like an exam. It's still sort of scary, but you find your student number and you go across and you see where you are and what has happened. It doesn't happen that way. It happens over a long period of time. How do you prepare for that mentally? Again, we're just so proud of all of the kids and there are So many of them Um, between all of the teams that Braden has played for over the years. The last seven have been obviously with the London junior Knights, but he's very good friends with and classmates with a lot of the players from the Canucks. So we're very close with them as well. Um, Some spring teams, Toronto tournaments. He has met so many of these kids and they're wonderful. So it's going to be a lot of fun watching a lot of dreams come true. It always is. Alin, thank you for sharing this with us. Thanks, Mike. That is Lynn Clark, her son, Braden Clark, a draft-eligible player for the 2023 OHL Priority Selection. And just 
trying to be that support, trying to be there, Jim, but but not be you know yeah. too much a part of it. It's a really <laughs> difficult line to walk as a parent. There are a lot of things you encounter in life as a parent where you got to kind of hold yourself back. You you want to go in and help, but no, they, they need to do this on their own. It's a tough thing to do, but uh, if you can do it, it usually gives great dividends. Well, and, and it's like hitting a brick. Uh, next year will be, in many cases, like hitting a brick wall. Your son, uh, your player will go from being uh, relied upon and playing as many minutes as they can play to learning a, a new craft almost, you know, where they are not the go-to people. And it's hard. It's you, no, matter, uh, no matter what the logic tells you, you feel your child should be playing 30 minutes a game again. <laughs> and it's not going to happen. It's like going from, uh, in a hockey sense, going from grade 8 to grade 9. And uh, that's the way it goes. And uh, just trust the process. <laughs> trust the process and it's the cliche but it's true um you know you get a you know coaching in this league is very good and it's uh, heavily scouted it's um you know they know what they're doing in this league well you mentioned high school and there's the perfect way that you have to look at this as a parent it's hard to do it here's the way you have to look at it as a player again it's hard to do it you don't graduate with a high school diploma in grade nine you don't do it in october of grade nine if somebody said what's going on here you know it's october of grade nine and i don't have my high school diploma yet what's happening here i I don't get this this doesn't make any sense it sounds ridiculous but it's the same thing in something like major junior hockey where you're going to go through a whole lot of growth as a player, as a person. And you're right. When you have been somebody who has led your team at every level, you're the guy who's always had the big minutes. And you're thinking, yeah, I'll just I'll go in. I'll be rookie of the year. It'll be great. I'll get drafted by an NHL team. Bing, bang, and off I go. And then you realize, well, it, it is different because you're up against guys who are 19, 20 years old. They have physiques like men, and it's not easy. The game is faster. The game is, believe it or not, even as technical as we see U16 hockey becoming, it's more technical. You're on the ice every day. There's a lot to adjust to, and a lot of teams, and the London Knights are one, will say, no, we want to make sure you're ready for every single step. They want you to go through English grade 9, English yeah. grade 10, and English grade 11 and 12 before you have all of your credits. They want to make sure that you have your geography credit and your history credit and that you've done your phys ed. They want to make sure all of that's there, and they want to make sure that you are ready for each of those steps because the last thing you want to do is hurt a player's confidence, and it can seem frustrating, but there are some people who need to write pamphlets, if not books. One of them is certainly Luke Evangelista. He is the prime example of how, when you trust the process, pretty incredible things can happen. Jim, he finished this year in the NHL. (laughs) And uh, not just a passenger. He was on the ice and scoring and producing. And uh, his first year, he could not buy one. And that is the truth. Um, Luke Evangelista uh, trusted the process and Never heard him complain, and uh, here he is, um, National Hockey League. So, yeah, he uh, trusted Liam Foodie is another example of just kind of waiting his time 
And Liam Foodie ends up a first-round National Hockey League pick. And so, yeah, the uh, process works. The program works. And uh, uh, Ethan Weir of the London Junior Knights just got drafted uh, as we go to the 42nd pick overall by Kingston. Uh, Ethan Weir, a second-round pick of the Kingston Frontenacs. And so another Alliance player, another junior knight off the board. Uh, teammate of uh, of Graydon Clark and uh, Ryan Robrook and uh, Parker Snellgrove and uh, Weir completed his second year at this level and uh, Kingston is a team that uh, is on the rise and Mike you know it's a great city oh it is a great city and it is a team that really wants to build back I feel for teams Jim that have exceptional status players the Saginaw spirits are in maybe a, a bit of a different spot, but sometimes you'll get that player, and it's really tough in the time that you have them to build around them. And how many times have we seen that? Erie almost did it, but it would have been nice to have Connor McDavid just one more year. We saw the Oshawa Generals trade John Tavares to the London Knights. It did work out for the Barry Colts with Aaron Ekblad, but with Shane Wright, it was tough to get enough pieces around him, and so the Kingston Frontenacs wound up trading him. And I really think they're focused on looking ahead now, maybe at that Memorial Cup that Kitchener wants to bid for. So congratulations to Ethan Weir off to the Kingston Frontenacs. Before we close out the show, we get an opportunity to hear from the number two overall pick in this year's OHL priority selection, Ryan Robrook. Ryan, congratulations. How are you? Good, you? Not bad. What was it like to see your name pop up and have this all become official? Um, it's it's truly a dream come true. It's, it's an honor to be finally selected, and I don't know what else to say. It's just a great experience, and it's amazing. You had a tremendous year with the London Junior Knights. What was this year like for you? What are you going to remember? Um, I'm thinking I mostly remember just what all the, what I and the guys have done all year, and what they've helped me with and the friendships I've made and the bonds that we've created over the past seven years. It's truly been amazing. Yeah, you get to play with those guys for such a long period of time. What a special thing for that. We're talking with Ryan Robrook, selected second overall by the Niagara Ice Dogs. Ryan, as a final note, what kind of player do you hope to be now that you hit that next level, now that you get to the OHL? Yeah, I, I hope to be a player that the team and the guys and the coaching staff that can rely on whenever in any situation and any 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 scenario. Well, good luck. We'll be seeing you at least once in London with the Niagara Ice Dogs, but congratulations on the year that you've had on going number two mm-hmm. in the OHL priority selection and mm-hmm. enjoy everything that is coming up. Thank you. Thank you for having me. That is Ryan Robrook, now of the Niagara Ice Dogs, coming out of the London Junior Knights. And he has seen teammates Aiden Young selected. Aiden Young went 
to the Saginaw Spirit in the first round. In the second round, Parker Snellgrove of the Junior Knights was drafted by the Guelph Storm. Ethan Weir went with the final pick in the second round of the Kingston Frontenacs. The London Knights selected William Moore with their first round pick. And with their second pick, they went with goaltender Alexi Medvedev. Two picks to come for the London Knights. Our thanks to Jim Van Horn. Jim, for all the insight, really appreciated tonight. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, you know, Friday night with Mike Stubbs. It, we had it, it's the same as uh, <laughs> as if we were at the game. <laughs> it, it it takes us back to the height of the pandemic, and uh, if yeah. we can remember it for Friday nights, yeah, I'll, I'd rather do that than remember it for a lot of other things. Thanks to John Lee, thanks to Trudy Shaw for helping us to be able to put this together, and we will now follow the rest of the draft. You can find it at globalnews.ca. You are listening to coverage of the 2023 OHL Priority Selection on 980 CFPL.